Hey, this is Doug Carr with another Off the Circle. Today we have a special guest in the house, Darren Gray. Darren's a thought leader of the Center for Serving Leadership. Uh, they are doing pioneering work in leadership and uh, working primarily with high schools and sports teams. based entrepreneurs and business people. Learn from their experience and expertise and have some laughs along the way. Off the Circle, the Indianapolis business scene as you've never heard it before. Hey, welcome to another Off the Circle. Uh, today is a very special day, by the way. Uh, for people, uh, there is, I don't think anybody in Indianapolis probably knows that Darren and I work together 18 years ago isn't that incredible indeed we did 307 north pennsylvania that's, that's very different today <laughs> Pulliam square right it sure uh, does uh -huh. and uh and darren is showing his age a lot better than i am <laughs> you look fantastic well thank you um darren uh after after we both left uh the indianapolis star i often tell people that uh, i was sitting on my couch and i was uh thought I was a failure you know because I was I was actually let go from the star and I and I you know kind of looked up and I said hey what do you got for me next and I'm not lying that the phone rang and the phone rang and it was Pat Coyle and um and Pat and Darren had started doing work for a bunch of different companies in town uh database marketing and um strategic services for companies and uh and called me and said can you help and I said well yes I can <laughs> <laughs> so, and that honestly led, that was probably my first step into the digital realm. You know, I think we kind of bridged the gap between online and traditional media there and we were helping clients. So I have nothing but fond memories. Um, and then moving forward, boy, I, you know, I, you'll have to tell me more about the transition between then and now, but watching you on Facebook now is just really inspirational. The work that you're doing out in the community, uh, all over the all over the country, all over the world, all over the world, yeah, uh, absolutely incredible. So, tell us about that path that you took. Well, first of all, I I really valued my time at the Indianapolis Star. That yeah. was the 307 North Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was there for 12 years. I grew That's up. Right. Yeah. I grew up uh, uh, with the Pulliams. And it was a wonderful place to grow and to, to find out who I was as a leader. And, you know, at the time, uh, it was, a, you know, they still delivered papers to yeah. people's homes. Yeah. Uh, and we got to pioneer in and around uh, the online space and figure out what, it, what we could do to uh, um, grow and lead in that regard, uh, certainly uh, to put out great quality curated news and information. Yep. But I had got a call from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I remember clearly Brad Beery, so he's still there, uh, called me and said, hey, you've got a new head coach. His name is Tony Dungy. Uh, and he wants to do this programming in town called All Pro Dad. And I said, you know, interesting. Uh, you know, we, we really feel like we, we sort of own the, the, the male audience. And you were doing a lot of the database yeah. work back then because males read the sports section every day. We could yeah, count on it like clockwork, city, state, sports. But in order to serve our department store customers and our grocers, we needed more female uh, readers because that's who uh, the, the customers wanted. Uh, so anyway, 
uh, I, I sort of looked at Tony in a different way than just, hey, he's, he's an African-American male. We looked at him from a diversity lens. And at the time, uh, we actually pulled some money out of our diversity budget uh, to support uh, that project. And I got to know Tony uh, awesome. as a man. And then I went to Union Federal, which is many banks later, uh, became <laughs> Flagstar and became something else. And I remember uh, Kit Stolen. Uh, he's still here in town, too. So it's amazing. When we go in the Wayback Machine here, Doug, how far back we go. But uh, Union Federal and the Star essentially birthed the All Pro Dad program. And now you can't drive around town and not see the, the billboards and all the big events. And we've got 1,100, uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, 110 chapters in wow. Indiana, but around the country. Uh, thousands and thousands of chapters where dads and kids get together to improve their relationships. And it's yeah. really quite simple, the pioneering work that we ended up doing. But uh, long story short, uh, I got an opportunity to, to help uh, Tony build that project out uh, called All Pro Dad. And I've worked in, uh, uh, with 18 of the 32 NFL teams. I've done on-turf programming uh, all over the country, just got back. Uh, uh, here um, from Israel a few uh, weeks ago, took 25 NFL players, coaches, alumni over there, and wow. many of the you know if you go onto my social, you'll you'll see that there were some pretty famous people. Over half the guys were Super Bowl winners, uh, you know, special guys, and uh, but but their last names didn't matter over there. When you're in the Jordan River, yeah, uh, it has a leveling effect, uh, and so you know because my you know spiritual gift is evangelism. Uh, but my platform is really sports ministry and leadership development. So essentially I was marrying those two by doing that project in Israel with these really special men that were essentially submitting uh, uh, to uh, learn and grow in their faith walk. And it's amazing when you walk in the footsteps of Jesus or Paul uh, how much you can learn. Yeah. Uh, and we did that all throughout Israel. And that had been my second trip. I had done one last year as well. And getting ready to leave for Africa. Uh, here in a couple of weeks to go do a sports ministry project over there to help emerging leaders. So lots of international activities going on right now for me, and uh, just uh, thankful that uh, this all is uh, coming together and good to be with you here today. But yeah, there's absolutely. A, there's a quick snapshot. I heard uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was uh, it was actually Ben Shapiro, and he said that Israel. Um, in Hebrew means struggle with God. Mm. That's pretty fascinating. I didn't realize that with. Yeah, just a wrestling yeah. sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we all, look, we all have doubts. Yeah. You know, we all have to work out our own faith. But when you do that in community, uh, your chance of success is far greater uh, than doing it on your own. Uh, and that's why, uh, you know, it's so critical to find ways to, like, just like we were talking about earlier, what, what are you going to do to be intentional about embedding uh, faith opportunities in your daily walk right. from, from the, the clothes you wear, from the, the words that you say, from the routines that you get into. Uh, and, and I really think uh, it's easier than people think to get in a God rhythm uh, and find ways to I'm to struggling, buddy. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm working you, on it. It's but, a, but behaviorally, yeah. you can change your behaviors, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, and and you can, you can, your actions matter the attitudes that you have toward them, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and how is it that you uh, want to be the best possible person in order to do that? You've got to tune in to your spiritual development, right? Yeah. There's a social aspect to your development. There's a leadership aspect, but you want to, you want to focus on the spiritual from, uh, in, in a regular way. So. With, uh, with all pro dads, uh, and this is just, 
uh, me asking uh, and and because I'm I'm ignorant of it as well as I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, people here have heard the term uh, but don't know the full purpose of it you're working with pro football players um, is the is the is the goal there to if we can impact their lives that because there's so many people look up to them um, that other people are going to follow down the same paths? Yeah, so I work with a select group of NFL players, coaches, and alumni that are all certified good guys. Okay. Uh, they're never going to end up on the police blotter page. I've got a network that I've built of about 150 guys that uh, have very high character, uh, and because of that, they're willing to help extend that character to build the right kind of culture. Uh, they did that on their teams when they were there, and now yep. they're doing it in the communities. And so, really, I'm a steward in some ways of that social influence and helping to uh, uh, to use that influence to make a difference. In the case of All Pro Dad, uh, that's really uh, something very natural for them to talk about because a man's most important earthly job is to be a great husband yep. and a great father. Uh, and we know there's brokenness in the world, and we know that it gets tough sometimes, but that's a really important thing. Then comes the career, then comes our, our other uh, um, pursuits, but uh, that's just something that's very natural for guys to talk about, and uh, NFL just happens to be a place where I have a few connections. Well, and outside of, even outside of faith, I think that the, the uh, behavioral statistics are really proving mm-hmm. now that a lack of fatherhood is having a, a, a demonstrably terrible effect on our society. Well, uh, let me tell you about a project I'm doing right now in Westfield High School. It'll blow your mind. Uh, we designed a project. I work uh, uh, with Justin Snow. He was the long snapper for 11 years for the Colts uh, as a spokesperson for this project. So you see I'm sort of bringing a sports spin into it. But the truth of the matter is, we trained 30 uh, Westfield faculty members in a process called Life Ready, uh, where we use our behavioral assessments and we come in and we begin looking at their growth opportunities and ways that they can improve. And so we're measuring things uh, like grit, social intel- social and emotional intelligences, but also things like humility uh, that, that are really important to being a good leader. Then they peer identified uh, 70 rising uh, uh, seniors, so the incoming senior class uh, identified uh, these seniors and we trained them uh, over the course of uh, last week and got them equipped. Uh, I I filmed a documentary, uh, it's awesome, 23 minutes of goodness uh, of these uh, young people who've learned now to begin to master their own behavior so that they can be the peer leaders for the incoming eighth graders, which will be the freshman class next year, 700 of them. So we've got a system in place with the principal uh, and uh, the head football coach that's also the Life Ready coach uh, that are doing a phenomenal job of embedding uh, these principles and values into their school system to help these young people get life ready so that they're ready the day after they walk out of school, whether they're going to college or career, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, that they're ready. And what does that mean? It means they need to be able to manage their emotions. It means they need to be able to have the social and emotional intelligences to be great employees. And so that's the kind of work we do. But it's even more startling in the sports space that I operate in. We did a project uh, a few uh, months ago, in fact, it was a write-up. It got a uh, the Star sent out a 
a reporter uh, to cover it, and, it, and there was a great write-up that you can find on IndyStar.com uh, if you just put in Sports Science Combine. But the Sports Science Combine, we brought in three inner city schools and three uh, private schools, and we helped the, the they were, this was a football uh, uh, yeah. project, uh, and we themed it like an NFL combine, which I've, I've been to, it's awesome, but that we were host here in Indianapolis. But uh, we took them through all the best of uh, load, explode, drive, speed, strength, agility. You know, we did that part of their training. But then we also took them into the computer classroom and we walked them through a 96 question behavioral assessment from which we're able to do team mapping so that the head coach could have a very clear look at where his gaps were. And I'll just give an example, but when somebody has low rationality and uh, high aggression and low composure, yeah. uh, it's not uh, um, if they're going to get a yellow flag uh, in the game, it's win. You know, they're definitely going to uh, have a problem. They're going to act out. And so the coach can identify, and that's just one of the hundreds of different combinations that you can see. But the coach then can get a, a window into where his challenges might be uh, behaviorally, and he can pull those young people aside and say, hey, here's how we're going to uh, uh, not get a, t a flag, and here's where we're going to work together. And he can also identify his emerging leaders. And then it becomes his job to bless uh, those underclassmen into leadership so they can set the tone and the culture. We talk about it this way. We say authentic culture that's born from principled leadership that really is derived from very purposeful performance. And uh, when you can put all three of those together, you can build the kind of culture that is, uh, that's powerful and, and sustainable and a winning culture. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that... Um that when you combine as well, you know, an adult leader with a, uh, you know, a fellow student leader, you're getting a great combination, you know, where, where this individual who may be getting into trouble, you know, gets to look at a peer and an adult. Right, they get to look at both sides yeah, and that, get the support that they need. Yeah, that's right. Well, back over to the Westfield story. Uh, you know, they had 43 suicide issues last year. Uh, so this is Westfield High School, 2,400 students, I believe. Uh, you know, upper middle class uh, yeah. neighborhoods. Then uh, they also have some challenging areas too. They certainly have their. Uh, share of Title I students and there's low heartbreaking. income. That's heartbreaking. I never knew but that. They, they uh, had uh, several successful ones, uh, but or successful as in yeah. young people committed suicide. But in any time that someone takes it to that extreme, right, there's an intervention that's needed. So what we're beginning to do is create predictive indices, which will be music to your ears, yeah. uh, having the data analytics background that, that, that we share, you being the Wizard of Oz, the <laughs> one that could actually do the data work, and me sort of being an analyst trying to understand how to yeah. use the data to, to create meaningful predictive uh, uh, outcomes. Um, but we're literally doing this sort of thing with our instrumentation, and it's uh, really a powerful. In fact, I invite your listeners, if, if there are other schools uh, that, that this would be useful in or there are other leaders that want to sponsor this into their schools, I invite them to you know, track me down. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find on Twitter, at AllProDadLeader. Uh, you can find me on Facebook in and around town, or you can hit the Center for Serving Leadership website uh, at the Sagamore Institute. Track me down that way. That's incredible. You're literally saving lives. We are literally saving lives. Whew, that's heavy. Yep. Wow. Uh, well, I, and, 
you know, to bring this into kind of a, uh, a business sense to the Center for uh, Serving Leadership, um, uh, for anybody listening, you can go to that website and there's some great videos there that kind of explain. I, I love what you were saying a little bit ago about, you know, the ability to at a personal level identify, you know, the uh, possibly the risk you know, and strengths of an individual. Yes. And when I was reading the material at the Center for uh, Serving Leadership, I saw the same thing there. And I really love mm. that because uh, when I grew up in the newspaper industry myself, you know, uh, Virginian pilot first, uh, that's how we learned to mm. manage. Our management was not, okay, make, someone broke a rule so make a rule and apply it to everybody mm. you know it was it was wait let's identify that person what's going on there why did they do it what's you know how can we improve it and everything was broken down at an individual level i remember the the book that that i read at the time that was most impactful was uh, first break all the rules by okay. marcus buckingham there you go and and it was and it was as i was reading your material on the site i instantly fell in love because I, mm. uh, you know, that's what it, what it basically said was, no, no, look at every individual, identify the tools that you have in your <laughs> toolbox, yes. you know, and then utilize the right tools for the right person at the right time, you know, to take them to the next level. And that's a, a key thing for business people and supervisors to, to understand that maybe people aren't teaching them, right? Yeah, you've got it. I mean, there's quite a bit of buzz around the country, in fact, you, uh, around this notion of what it means to be a servant leader or a serving leader. The reason we use the, the, the present tense, I-N-G, serving, is to differentiate a little bit. Yeah. It's real time. It's present tense. It's right now. How will I be serving today? Yeah. And uh, when you wake up with that mindset, uh, it's amazing how much you can get accomplished. Uh, and if, if two, two people are both asking that question, now you've got the sparks of magic, just like what's happening here uh, on this podcast today, right? Where we're serving yeah. each other uh, and helping to get a message out that's going to impact lives in a positive way. So uh, we, we call it appending the pyramid. Like normal, uh, you want to rise to the top of the pyramid and, and be in control of everything. We actually believe the best leaders do the exact opposite. They flip the pyramid. They put themselves at the bottom. They put all of their employees and, the, and their, the people they need to develop at the top, and they find ways to come up underneath them and embed the right kinds of values and principles that will allow them to bring their best version of themselves to work uh, so that you're always for them and that they're for you. And, and there, we were having a discussion even today about, you know, uh, loyalty and, you know, what, what can we do to help uh, uh, foster and promote a, a more loyal workplace. And uh, these are the kind of things that build long-term uh, employee engagement, and those things will pay dividends. And you take care of your employees first. Yep. Then they take care of the customers uh, and ultimately the shareholders. And, and we get that out of whack sometimes because we get this Wall Street-driven agenda. Uh, uh, you know, I, I saw uh, Elon Musk uh, uh, two weeks ago got battered on Wall Street, and he just stepped up and he said, I'm not going to take it, right? Yeah. You guys need the quarterly results, and the bottom line is I'm going to change the world. I'm going to send people to Mars. I'm going to change the world. Now I need time to accomplish this. And so we need uh, more leaders, innovators yep. like that, that are willing to 
uh, set forth on these really important journeys for the sake of humanity. Uh, and, uh, and I believe that God has a big design, and he uses all of these ways to do it, and we need to find ways to suppress the need for immediate return uh, and find uh, the natural byproduct of doing things the right way is growth, is, yeah. is the opportunity to be the best uh, possible versions of ourselves. So, I love that. I, I, uh, you know, I had mentioned that I was at Adele, and you know, that's what Michael Dell basically did with his company, was take it back out of Wall Street. Yes, he did. You know, he invests $6 billion a year in that's R&D right. that they wouldn't allow him to before. That's right. You know, and, and his reason is to make, you know, is basically to transform human progress. Mm-hmm. And and I and I love that, you know, yeah. and, and it's not about, you know, a dividend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I believe that the natural byproduct most of the time of getting that formula right will be a fair rate of return. Yes. Uh, and and we don't have to have unreasonable rates, but how can we grow? Uh, and it's so funny that that growth mindset uh, is what so many academic institutions are talking about now. If you're not familiar with that tune, that, that term, you're going to start hearing it, right? Grit yeah. and growth mindset uh, uh, folks are identifying as a really important thing. And, and how do we grow, right? We set our minds to it, right? And then our behaviors follow our mental capacities. So I, uh, I, I think that uh, we, we've got to, to do more and we've got to do better. Uh, yeah. And uh, returns will come by doing things the right way. I think so too. And, and thank, uh, you know, very thankful for organizations like you to be, yours to be out there preaching this i i think there's a a real lack of understanding especially you know working here at the speakeasy and and you know i have a lot of i'm going to call them kids because i'm just old it's not a reflection of where they Mm. are um but these they're emerging leaders yeah they are they're inspired they work hard i i see none of the mystique of millennials that other people Mm. talk about or gen xers i I see people that are really dedicated to changing the world to applying themselves and everything else but what i see is this huge void of leadership and i see this huge uh, gap in the way that they're operating you know behaviorally uh I, i don't know that respectfully you know, mm. with loyalty, with kindness, you know, yeah. those are the types of things that, uh, because they're in this shark tank aggressive, <laughs> yeah. you know, make a buck, you know, uh, type type uh, chainsaw, right? It's just tearing them up and, and ripping them out. But when people slow down and they get the leadership training that they need and they understand what motivates people that, hey, every employee wants to come to work and do a good job and and make a difference you know if they feel like they're not that's when you start to run into problems okay well then your job as a leader isn't to you know crack the whip on this person when they're down it's to figure out what you know what is their purpose and how are you going to get them where they need to be and and uh and i think there's a real lack you know of of that as a you know people take accounting classes and they take their (laughs) their startup you know, uh, investment classes and they take this and they take that and maybe they take code classes, yeah. but they don't take leadership classes. Yeah, you're, you're right about that, Doug. In fact, I was looking at my son's uh, um, 
you know, course selection opportunities at a, a, a major you know, business school in the top 20 biz school in the country. And I said, how many leadership classes do you have access to? And he looked at me and he said, uh, none. Oh. Uh, and you go, okay, um, that, that could, could uh, be a real differentiator for the, the right schools. And I know that there are some that do that. So I'm not, this is not an indictment against uh, all academic institutions but because they've gotten very focused on being career ready right. getting folks workplace ready but what they don't understand is a little less accounting and a lot more emotional intelligence that's really what employers need uh, uh, because I didn't get trained in college I, I, I went to Hanover I got a theology degree liberal arts yeah. I thought about things that's really what I did at Hanover I had a phenomenal uh, experience uh, but once I was done, then I was able to go into the publishing business and find my way because I was resourceful at 11 jobs uh, in, in the 12 years that I was there. They kept yeah. promoting me, right? Because you do a good job, they encourage you, and you move up and, and, and uh, uh, through the organization because they believed in me. And I belonged there, and I felt safe. And when you have the believe, the belong, and safety, that's when magic happens. That's the culture that I'm talking about, the authentic culture, because every organization's got a culture. Is yeah. it going to be a good one or is it going to be a bad one? Uh, and that's our job as leaders, as principled leaders, to stand on the values that we believe in, these high trust values that ultimately will help us to grow our businesses. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox there. But no, it's a beautiful one because we've, we've talked before on the show that uh, I had heard a Harvard perspective professor say how disappointed he was in academia mm. because it used to be that you went to college to to basically be prepared to change the world mm. and to lead people and now you go to college to get a job yes and that's a huge difference you yes. know it used to be high school was to get a job and 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 so we I think we are lacking there that we we do need yep. more people thinking and more theology degrees and more, mm. you know, I, I tell people nowadays that when I'm looking for an employee, the thing that I'm looking the most at is their ability to creatively come up with solutions to, yes. you know, difficult problems. Yes. Well, that doesn't require an English major or a liberal arts major. It, yeah. it requires a certain Yeah, it's actually the combination of self-awareness and analytical thinking. Yeah, so when exactly. So when you break it down, and, and that's what we measure uh, in and amongst, you know, we, we own uh, uh, 900 fully validated uh, statements from always to never. So I operate this way or I don't operate this way. And so what we do is build those in combinations that support uh, organizational objectives. In the case of Westfield, uh, you know, uh, you know they want to be, they, they want the, a broader wellness program, but how do we help these young people become life ready? In business settings, they want to hire right, train right, lead right, coach right, sell right. Yeah. Uh, they want to get get it right. And so we help construct for them meaningful strategies to help them accomplish that. And and uh, I don't believe uh, millennial, you, the, the young people, the emerging leaders that, that, that operate here at Speakeasy, they want to do a good job too. Absolutely. They want to believe and belong. Uh, but they need to know that we believe in them. Uh, and, and when you do that uh, and give them a little bit of leadership coaching, uh, help them develop their self-awareness. And the good news around uh, beh behavioral dimensions are you can grow, your, you can change your behaviors, right? 
Yeah. Uh, tougher to change your personality. It's more wired. But I, quite frankly, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you can be a great leader. You can be a great performer. Purposeful performance can happen with any personality type. So how do you really think about all this and put it together in these kind of environments? And then you can change Indianapolis from the inside out. We're just off the circle here, <laughs> you know, just a few yeah. uh, uh, minutes away uh, from, from the downtown uh, or from the circle, and uh, what is it that we're going to do to to change this city? So that's really what I aspire to do, and what what gets me up in the morning. Well, and let's talk about how do people pursue this. So, if I'm a obviously we we talked first that if you're a school, you can find Darren online and and contact him. If you're a business that or uh, you know a, maybe a management organization or or investment firm or whatever that is looking to bring this into their fold, what does that look like? Is it a, you know? Yeah, so we just do a quick needs analysis to okay. understand what, what do you need? Do you need assessment of yeah. your uh, uh, organization? We have a culture assessment, that's called the culture climate assessment. We have 12 very specific areas that we look at organizationally. Okay. Then we have a leadership strategy uh, that we just can tell pretty quickly whether leaders are driving things toward the purposeful performance that they need. Oftentimes they talk about KPIs, but their leadership doesn't line up with the purposeful performance that they want. Mm. And we can uh, identify those incongruities pretty quickly and then put them right back on a path to do that. Then do they need coaching and consulting that support that? So we've got five affiliate partners that actually use, are trained and certified in our programming that can take that out all over the country, not just here in Indianapolis, yeah. uh, Birmingham, Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati just last week with one of our great partners there. And uh, so whether you want to get better as a serving leader or you want to, from a leadership perspective, get better and build the right kind of culture in your organization, uh, you just give me a call and, and we'll get you connected to our team. Fantastic. So uh, Center for Serving Leadership, you can do a search for it. You'll find it right away. Um, any parting you know, words to anybody out there? Well, it's amazing how much we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. <laughs> I right? love that quote. Right? So here we find ourselves. Uh, uh, Doug, you're doing great work, right? You're making a difference right here uh, with this podcast and with how it is that you approach uh, uh, leadership in this environment as yeah. the as the gray hair, uh, <laughs> right, uh, right. Lit literal yeah. gray hair inside of an environment where emerging leaders are all around. That's important, uh, yeah. and we need to uh, call that out and affirm that when we see it. Uh, and so thank you for the work that you're doing uh, to well, change thank the you. world. And, uh, um, you know, just keep on pressing, and uh, we'll be praying that uh, you'll have uh, great success with what you're doing here and uh, continued uh, uh, opportunities to express uh, your leadership in this community. Well, and thank you for everything you're doing, Darren. I, I would highly encourage people to follow Darren online because uh, there's an inspirational story mm -hmm. photo uh, you know virtually every single week I, I see stuff and um, and when we're talking about you know we were talking earlier about intentional faith you know those are the types of things that bring me back you know those are the types of things that bounce my head back and say oh get back into the mode Doug so yes. thank you if you're an Indianapolis-based professional and would like your story to be heard on Off the Circle, contact us at offthecircle.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a glowing review. 
Off the Circle is recorded at DK New Media's podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis.